Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. It's not just enough to know of God, we want you to know Him. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, it's time to rethink life the way God intended. This is the Genesis Post Sunday Podcast. What is going on, post-Sunday podcasters? This is your host, Pastor Johnny Sierra, along here with you guys. And I got my man, the one and only Pastor Tim Grandstaff. What is up, my man? I got something for you today. Are you ready? I'm ready for you. Are you sure? Do you know this? Come on. We have five episodes remaining. Oh man. The final countdown. Yeah, baby. Five episodes remaining. <laughs> we gotta get it jacked up. <laughs> that intro is probably the most epic intro like ever made. Yeah. There you go. The rest of the song or whatever. The, the rest the of intro. the episode now falls flat. <laughs> after that, after that moment, the rest of the episode falls flat. Episode 48. <laughs> man, wow. Five to go. Five more to go. My goodness. It's wow. been amazing. I'm excited. What, what an amazing year. I'm excited of, of, of just all that it, it has entailed. Um, I'll go into, you know, the intro stuff here, but I just, I wanted to quickly just share. We had a, we had a lady, she kind of pulled me aside after service yesterday, just in tears. And she was just like, thank you guys for the pod. She, she, she said, I, I needed this resource to help me dive deeper into scripture. Wow. And it was just like. That's awesome. I, I melted like butter, man. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was amazing. So we are thankful for you guys. Listen, we do this because we love the word of God first and foremost, but we, the, 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 the idea of this began because we were diving into scripture together as a church uh, starting from Genesis 1, and we're like, you know what? Let We can't say it all in 30 minutes, <laughs> so let's create a podcast that can that be an it. extension for this. And, you know, personally, it's helped me a lot because I'm one that can put a lot of content together. Um, and so it's allowed me to really diversify and bring it into these outlets, uh, some additional stuff. So it's been great. I'm sure it's really helped you to, to know what's good for this and what maybe needs to be said on a Sunday, you know? So yeah, we, I love to teach yeah. and, and I, I would use that word more than, uh, some would probably say, yeah, but you preach, but teaching just is like this fire in my belly, yeah. you know? And so I find pure joy when you're able to teach someone something and the light bulb goes off. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so when our mission statement is rethinking life the way God intended, how are we going to rethink it unless we learn it, right? I always think of, uh, remember that movie Dangerous Minds and then Coolio had had the song, you know, the rap song behind it. And uh, there's a line in that song um, where he says, uh, what's the name of that song, by the way? Um, Uh, Gangster's Paradise? Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. He says... If they can't understand it, how can they teach me? Mm. Right? Yeah. 
And I have always thought that's just a powerful lyric in a song, right? If they can't understand it, how can they teach me? So therefore, that's a personal challenge first, right? I got to understand this so I can teach people. Yeah. But for our listeners and those who attend our church on a weekly basis, that's the goal. We want to help you understand this so you can go teach other people. Because yeah. the ultimate goal is for all of us to fulfill the Great Commission, to go and make disciples. So as you've been learning and growing with us this year, the, the ultimate objective is to get you to a point where you can turn around and start to teach other people. Yeah. And I will tell you what's amazing. I remember all of a sudden, like the paradigm changed in my study. Like you said, like you're ordering books and you're reading stuff like you never thought you'd be reading and you're just, you become a nerd for it. And I got into a spiritual conversation with someone and they asked me some really, I would say deep, tough questions. And all of a sudden, not like in a, in a haughty way, but I just started spitting stuff out. I was at a coffee shop in Northwest Atlanta, Georgia. And I walked away from that. And I literally had that moment where everything that's been in, deposited into me that I've just been building on just played out in that moment. I was able to actually walk with someone through that conversation and talk about some of those deep, hard things that I didn't understand even myself before, but it was just now coming out of me because I had taken that adventure to really dive into God's word differently. That's, yeah. And I think that's happened for you this year. Big time. I mean, I've seen it firsthand and it's happening for people that have been yeah. part of this pod. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's been tremendous. We even have people that are, um, creating small groups out of these, yeah. out of these pods, um, you know, out of just the initial, uh, scripture that we're, we're referencing on a Sunday and they, this is that extension piece for them, like a study piece. And it's fantastic, man. I'm, I'm and really people could do that now. Yeah. You're like, how would I maybe do yeah. something with some people? Just use this as a resource yeah. and go, Hey, I'll get my friends to listen to this podcast once a week and let's get together and let's yeah. talk about it. That's a great idea. We encourage you guys, not, not only a year long thing, but it could be a specific book in scripture that we've been able to talk about throughout these last 48 weeks. If you feel like you're, if you're doing a Bible study on acts like this, these last several weeks have been perfect to really gather some additional resources and info to help you um, put some things together. But Again, man, we're just thankful. It is uh, a season of thanks. Uh, first and foremost, we hope you guys enjoyed and had a very happy Thanksgiving with your family from our post-Sunday podcast team. Uh, we're thankful for you guys um, and had you in our thoughts uh, throughout this this season here now. But, um, yeah, we encourage you guys. Again, we, we mentioned this is episode 48. There's 47 other episodes that you guys can be a part of. We encourage you to check it out on iTunes and Spotify. It's post-Sunday podcast. You can find it there. And social media, don't forget to follow us. That helps just the exposure of the pod. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on X. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Post Sunday Podcast. So check those out. And like we always say, any questions throughout uh, any of our episodes, any material, anything that you need from episode one all the way to 48 now, email us. We want to be able to help you out as best as we can. Postsundaypodcast at gmail.com or you can DM any of our social media accounts and we'll be able to get back to you and uh, hopefully you know get some answers for you. Uh, to the best of our ability, but uh, we are we we we're, we're sticking here with the Book of Acts, 
Um, there has been some really, really crucial moments in the life. Uh, now it seems like two or three weeks of, of Paul's life uh, and what he's been able to do, as we've found out, he has played an influential piece when it's come to the building of the church and, and the growth of it. Um, and it's, it's great to see um, his life being formed uh, from the beginning stages all the way to where we are now that we'll talk about. But uh, it's been great. We encourage you to check out the last two weeks of that. But we're going to be going into the book of Acts, chapter 26 through 28. We're kind of hitting some things throughout those uh, two different uh, chapters there. But, uh, yeah, let's let's if you're ready, man, we'll dive right in. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. But uh, you you uh, I love this quote because I think uh, it just really ties into Paul. And this is what was the title of this really Paul's imprisonment. Just what he's. And, and and basically saying what he's going through, right? Yeah. Uh, Chad hit on that as well uh, a few weeks ago. But uh, Johnny Ardavanus, Ar- he said, you cannot be thankful in every circumstance if you do not believe God is sovereign over every circumstance. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That, like that's that. a great quote because what we've been doing all year and what this – podcast does is it brings you back to the reality of what's the core questions you have to ask yourself yeah. as a follower of Jesus and what is reality versus what is fake, right? Yeah. What is reality versus what is the illusion that you believe it may or ought to be. And when it comes to your life, if you're going to learn to have gratitude and thanks to God, you, that's why Paul writes, give thanks in all circumstances, that's right? These are the words of Paul. How many people have come up during the last few weeks and said on a Sunday or have, or have emailed us into the pod or, or, you know, and said, Hey, Paul's one of my favorite, right? Well, of course he is. He wrote most of the new Testament. However, let's look at his life because while we admire him and we look at him as a staple piece of the foundation of Christianity and the faith in which we know, um, we have to also look at what his life was about and what his faith led him to, wow. right? And see that in all of its perspective. And so for someone who says, give thanks in all circumstances, but you look at his circumstances and what he went through, that's the reality. So for us, your circumstance, you have to be willing to give thanks in all of them because you believe God is sovereign over all of them, right? He's not just sovereign over the good circumstances and he's vacant in the bad ones, right? He's there all along. And that's the reality even of, let's say Thanksgiving, right? Like we're, we're able to stand around today and this past week with our families and give thanks to God. And, you know, a few weeks ago is veterans day and give thanks to our vets who have, you know, served our country and sacrificed for our freedom on our behalf. And yet there's a reality that right now, there are two vicious wars happening in the world around us, you know? And so God, while I'm thankful to have all these friends and family, as my wife calls them around my kitchen with all this food, there are hostages being held in a tunnel today. Wow. God, you're, you're, you're blessing me. And guess what? You're also with them. So you're in all circumstances. You're with those people that are being hostage. You're, you're, you're with them in that dark, hard moment that they can't understand why they've been pulled underground. So God, you're sovereign in all circumstances, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's that, uh, I was telling you earlier, that Instagram life versus real life. 
you know, everyone gives you the filtered version of their life and it looks great. And Pastor Chad talked about that in two weeks ago. But the reality of what life is and what it really entailed in Paul's life was was a lot more um, up, a lot of ups and downs more than we would think. Um, uh, we see the, you know, and like, just like anything, you see the victories, you see the great um you see the results of certain things, but you don't really some you don't sometimes see the process of what it took to really get to that place in your life and to be uh, where you are. But you you continued that because you brought you brought in the words of Jesus for that, and we know that Jesus talked about what persecution or what that it will come like it will be a moment where you will be going through trials and tribulations but but he said that he would be there with us um that that's great because you know it ties into the again some of the things that paul is going to end up going through yeah so. jesus all things point to him yeah and it's all about him yeah from the beginning to the end. And so it's always great to be able to lay that foundation that we're not just looking at something, but we're showing you the connection. And I think it's important to go to those words of Jesus because it connects us to the stories of the disciples and the story of Paul. It reminds us that what Jesus said happens actually does happen. We can trust the words of Jesus. And when we see them connected, we also see a bigger story playing out. So it's not just coincidence and it doesn't just randomly happen. It's being foretold. Just like Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise and the covenant of God, um, all the way back from Genesis 3 and Genesis 12, and yet also the prophetic fulfillment of the prophets, we see the words of Jesus being played out in the disciples and in Paul throughout the rest of the scripture that we have. Yeah. So when Jesus tells them, hey, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, right away he's giving them a picture that they're all very familiar with in a day and time, real people, real place, real time, where we're shepherding and flocks and, and all of that was, was happening all around them and they knew the dangers of, yeah. of sheep and bear and lion that came along. So he's letting you know, I, when I send you out with that great commission, when, when I'm going to send you to the world to make disciples, it's going to be like sending you as a sheep among wolves, you know? And so there's going to be some dangerous moments. And then he tells them, he says, beware because they're going to deliver you over to the courts. They're going to flog you in their synagogues. They're going to drag you before governors, kings, all these things for my sake because you're bearing witness before them and the Gentiles. So there's Jesus giving the, the full picture again, but he tells them, listen, this is what's going to happen when you do this for those key words there, for my sake, for my name, for the gospel of Jesus. And then he gives them, you know, we've looked at this and I wouldn't say the famous, but I think the powerful reality that when you're handed over, don't be anxious about what you're going to say because it won't be you who's speaking, but the spirit of my father speaking through you. He's teaching his disciples, but he's preparing them. Yesterday, we didn't look at this piece of this passage, but in, in Matthew 10, verse 24, he reminds them, think about the discipleship process we've been looking at since the time he called them. A rabbi and a student, a master and a servant, a father and a spiritual son. He says, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, 
Mm. Remember, that was the role of the rabbi. Can this person do what I do? So you don't have to be above me, but you can be like me. So that is, that should be encouragement for everyone. Jesus says, you can be like me. You can be like your teacher. And, and that was the role of what he was doing. But then he says this, uh, but if they've called the master of the house Beelzebub, meaning literally blaspheming, you're, you're really from the realm of Satan, of, from the demonic, because that's what some of them accused Jesus of doing because of the miracles. Mm. He says, how much more will they malign those of his household? So if they'll do that to the master and you're the servant or the teacher and you're the student, yeah. how much more are they going to do that to you? They're going to look at you and say, you're crazy. They're going to look at you and say, you're yeah. off your rocker, all these types of things. Guilty by association. Yeah, because we we associate ourselves with the the rabbi and the master. That's great, man. That's so he great. he prepares them for this. Yes, I was. He's trying to prepare them. Let's get that clear. He's not fully preparing them because they don't probably fully they receive it. it. Yeah, just like we don't. Premature preparation, not yeah. premature, but like they don't understand the full aspect right. of. it. How many still... people do we say, "Hey, listen, when you come to Jesus, it doesn't mean everything just gets fixed." And people are like, oh, yeah, preach, preacher, we know that. You're speaking truth. Then when things don't go right or get fixed. They forget that. The first thing they want to do yeah. is bail on Jesus yeah. as if that's what he was supposed to do in their life. Yeah, that's the truth, man. That's the truth. If we're going to walk in Jesus's ways, these are the things that, you know, yeah, and we want, uh, we want life to be good. We want life to be comfortable. We want those things, but... What we need to want more than any of those things is the master, right? And and when I when I desire the master more than comfort, when I desire the master more than blessings, material blessings, financial security, you know, there there those things whether I have them or not doesn't matter. Like my focus is on the master, and so. Jesus, you know, man, he was ahead of the game. You know, they weren't they weren't ready, so to say. Correct. Um, he tells them, he says, "Don't fear, don't yeah. fear these people." Yeah. And then he tells them, he says, "Nothing that is covered will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be made known." Yeah. So I, he, he's giving them the keys and the tools while he's teaching his disciples. And for all of us, we now have them, right? This yeah. is the beauty of God's word and the teachings of Jesus in the gospels. We're given these things. They're being revealed to us and they're being made known to us. And so he says, when they do, don't fear the people that, that can kill the body, but not the soul, yeah. right? He's reminding them that there's, there's a greater end line to this race, right, of life. There's something beyond this. He says, fear the one that can kill both body and the soul, meaning him. I'm the creator of it all. And then, but then he goes on to tell them, he says, take this truth. So I'm telling you, it's like you're going to go to wolves. I'm telling you they're going to drag you into these places. I'm telling you if they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. But I pay attention to when the sparrows fall from the sky. And if I pay attention to when the sparrows fall from the sky, how much more do you think I pay attention to you? Yeah. And so then he reminds them, if you stand before men... On my account, I'll stand before my father on your account. So he doesn't end with like gloom. He reminds us it's going to be tough, but I'm going to be with you and paying attention and walking with you and seeing what you're going through, no matter how hard it gets, yeah. which propels us into the disciples and into Paul's life. Because in Acts, we see this being acted out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man, I'll tell you, you know, you for those that are like, hey, you know, I want Paul's life. I love it. It's great. I want to be a Christian like Paul. He's amazing. I aspire to be like him. Yes, yes, you do. But realize this man was uh, whipped with 39 lashes, beaten with rods, pummeled with stones, shipwrecked three times, uh, a journeyman, right? Uh, Sleepless nights, hungry and thirsty, cold and exposed. Uh, I mean, should I continue to keep going? Here's what you should do. (laughs) Anybody listening right now. Did I change if your mind? someone came to you and said, I want to follow Jesus, and you read that <laughs> list of Paul's life, hey, are you ready for this to possibly happen? Ooh. How many people would back away? Yeah. Right? What did Jesus say? He says, put your hands to the plow yeah. and don't look back. Right. It it tells us in scripture that the crowds gathered around him. And when he told them that you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, the crowds went away from him. I ain't doing that. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Paul's one of my favorite. If I could have the faith of Paul, you want the life of Paul? Because how many of us would bail on our faith and walk away from Jesus with just one of those things happening? Yeah. Right. So true. You get put in prison for your faith. Maybe you're like, where are you, God, for a while? Yeah. Right? Probably. It's not saying maybe. They pull you out. They start beating you. You're like, I don't know I'm if I'm doing this. this, right? Like, yeah. like that's reality. Yep. That's the real question we're talking about. This is where now we have to really, truly ask ourselves, do we believe? And here's the reality of it all. This is happening around the world. There are people that don't want to pay attention to the news, to the stories in other countries where Christians are being persecuted, Christians are being jailed, Christians are being killed. All these things are happening, and you'll hear a little, just a soundbite of it on the news, but guess what we get to do? Turn it and go watch Netflix and move on, right? As if, well, it's not happening to me, so I don't have to focus on the fact that it's reality. What happens when it becomes reality for us? Yeah. Who still stands firm in their faith? That's the real question. That's the truth. That is the truth. We don't want our kids to get made fun of for their faith. That's true. Oh, someone shouldn't be making fun of my kid because because they want to follow Jesus and we're ready to be mama bear and papa bear. What about if you were really being persecuted for your faith? Yeah. What does that mean for us? We had a we had a great uh, moment yesterday at Genesis Church Orlando, which you can check us out. We're in East Orlando. We got services at eight thirty, nine. Um, sorry, eight fifteen, nine thirty, and eleven. And um, yeah, man, it was powerful. We had a really uh, just broke it down into three segments, which I I think you know that was kind of the way you put it together as well, which was fantastic because it it was a very journey. I uh, felt like you, you a, a journey throughout service. You, you began a certain way and you wanted to end a certain way. And so you talked about process, prayer, and praise. Yeah. Um, go into some, some of that, man, because it was fantastic. I mean, you as we sung some of these songs and you, you went into this journey with us and yeah. process, pray, and praise. And so I think that, that you know, we have to look at what responses can we give in our circumstances, right? And that is the reality of each and every day we wake up. We don't know what life is going to bring. Yeah. The words of Jesus, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. There's enough trouble in today, right? Yeah. And today's not over. And we don't know what the trouble may bring, 
right? We had a rough afternoon yesterday, you know, trying to do some things at the church that didn't play out. So you go from like this really great morning and the next few hours is just kind of depleting and kind of like defeating and you go home going, I don't know if I can celebrate today or if I just want to go to bed and feel like the day needs just a new restart, right? So as the day moves on, we don't know what's happening, let alone the weeks ahead. And so what we have to do is come to a place where when we look at Scripture and God reveals to us or Jesus reveals in his teachings or the, the Scriptures themselves show us things within the lives of people, is see the responses. And so we just had three yesterday, and I think that there are three that you can carry with you every day. There are times you just need to process what God's Word tells us and process what's happening around you. You can't really give a response. You're trying to just figure out how do I take the next step, right? That's an okay place to be. We want to get it done or figured out or fixed or, or redone or whatever it is. Sometimes you're just left sitting in that process state. As I said last last episode, I was fasting a few weeks back and all day long I'm processing, should I just punt this and, and fast a different day and hit restart? Because the way I wanted the fast to go is not the way it's happening. And yet, God doesn't speak to me till the next morning after when I'm breaking my fast. And now I'm left processing the words he told me. That's all I can do with that. But then there's prayer. Sometimes the response needs to be prayer from what we've learned, been revealed to, or what's happening. And other times it's praise. And not just praise because it all got answered and it went well. Praise and gratitude even when it doesn't. So in our journey, we went back in the story. Now, I know today we want to end with the very last few chapters of Acts, the last three, Acts 26, 27, 28. But we went back for a moment to Acts 16, where Paul's handed over to the magistrates. So here's what Jesus told them. When you do this for my sake, you're going to be handed over to governors and kings and rulers, and they're going to beat you and flog you. So he has these things done to him, and then he's imprisoned. And we looked at his response, and his response in prison was prayer and praise. In a very difficult circumstance where most of us would be fear, doubt, confusion, anxiety, all those things, he decides to settle himself and pray and praise. And it says all the other inmates listen to them do this throughout the night. Wow. Wow. That's great, man, to go to go through that, that those three processes there I, I man I almost want to encourage everyone to really allow that to be a three-step thing like no matter what you're facing in life have a moment to process right I I talked a little bit about this in Joseph's life he immediately saw his brothers right away and he didn't come at him he could have yep it took a little while um that will we'll talk about him going away separately, crying out, um, just in a secret place, processing some of those things, slowing down, not being um, le- being level-headed, not being uh, quick to respond. Uh, I think I think many of us have to take that approach in, in, in just everyday decisions. Uh, prayer. Do you go to God in prayer for most or all your decisions that you're going to make? I would say maybe not. Could that change? Can you communicate with God and be in prayer through those moments and, and just asking for guidance and wisdom? 
And while whether you get a response there and then, or if you're waiting in that season of 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 of, of prayer, how are you, how is your response towards that? Is it is it praise? Is it is it saying God, whether I've heard from you or not, like I know you're still faithful, and this is my response towards that, and nothing changes who you are, and um, and so because of that, I'm whether I get what I get, I don't want to change my way towards you, and so. Um, I think it's great, but I, I love it, man. And, and that's, again, that's Paul's life in a nutshell. Here he is imprisoned, and it, it's like, does the it, in the midst of my situation, like, God is still faithful. My stance doesn't change on anything that's happening outside of and around me. And I think for many of us, it's the, it's the reverse. We change with the seasons, and when everything is great, that's when God deserves the praise and the glory. When everything is not, where are you, God? Is He's no longer good. He's no longer faithful. And that's such a lie, and it's such a reverse way of thinking. Um, anybody that's been successful, any any you know, you think you take any uh, I would say uh, just movie that topped the charts or or song, I. I love documentaries, right? Cause you get the insight into how they got there. Mm. You know, I love all things Sylvester Stallone. So I'm a huge Rocky nut Rambo, all of them. I'll watch them on repeat daily, like whatever, but he just had a documentary come out. And while the average fan probably wouldn't uh, like it as much as I do, because it's not just kind of the the surface of all the things you're aware of. Mm. I liked hearing his journey of how he came from a home where he was abused and beaten physically by his father. And that's what drove him to kind of show that like you can be a winner and you can overcome. And even in, in all his movies, he, he would always say like, the good guy has to win. We have to let people know that the good guy can win when, when it feels like the bad guy wins. And those little moments for me are like, that's it. Because whenever someone's successful in their business, they will tell you to get here. I had to enjoy the good moments and there are moments I almost quit. I, I, I folded the company, you know, I, I thought about going bankrupt and in that Valley, all of a sudden something shifted and changed for them to keep going. Wow. And the same thing is for us. That is why the scriptures say endure so many times that, that part of our faith is about enduring because it's not all uh, picket fences and flowers, yep. right? It, there are very many dark moments. We are sheep being thrown among wolves for the sake of Jesus. And for Paul, he doesn't keep his eyes on anything else other than the mission that Jesus called him to. So when I'm watching the Stallone documentary, he has this mission. I'm going to play the character Rocky that I've written and I'm going to produce. He gives up almost half a million dollars that a company wants to buy it from him. And he says, uh-uh, I'm going to play it and I'm going to produce it. Not knowing that the first Rocky's going to win, you know, an Oscar and then obviously catapult everything for the rest of his life. But his mind stayed focused on his mission. Wow. For Paul, his, his mind is Jesus changed my life and has given me a lifelong mission till I take my last breath or till he returns. Wow. And no matter if I'm in chains in jail or I'm preaching weekly in a synagogue with people who believe 
I'm on the mission. Yeah. And that is the essence of what it means to endure is each and every listener and watcher of this pod or follower of Jesus, you are on a lifelong mission to make God known to the world and you have to endure all the way to the end. Don't lose sight of the mission when things get tough. Yeah. And the mission was never too big and never too small. I say that because here is Paul, right? He's talking about, you know, in front of these kings and judges and all these religious leaders discussing and bringing, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ among these hundreds and thousands of people. But then here he is in a moment where it's just Paul and Silas in a jail cell, in a dark, lonely jail cell, and they're singing songs. And here now... um, while they were praying, the prisoners were listening to them. And we're talking Acts 16, 25 through 33. I won't read it all, but 26 says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Now you're talking everything opened up. Chains broke. Uh, jail cell opened up. You know, right away it's like, you're free. Get out of there, right? But I say the mission was never too small because here he is in verse 29. And it says, And the jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembled with fear and fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought, in verse 30, Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Every life matters. Every life matters. And I think for many of us believers, we're, this mission has to be this grand theme and this grand thing and it has to involve millions and hundreds of people and that's what God's called you to but but what if he's called you to the one what if he's called you to that one right all this whole entire situation speaks so many volumes of his stance of his faith but it also speaks on on the importance of God never forgetting anybody right and he wants to know if the mission, is this mission it too big for you or is it too small for you? Like that you can't speak to this one person because this one person would actually really catapult a lot yeah. of what was about to happen. It's a faith perspective, world, right? Right? Yeah. It's a faith perspective. One person would read the story and go, God, I can't believe you put Paul in jail. Maybe Paul could have had that perspective. I can't believe for the sake of my God and I'm obeying him, I end up in a dark jail cell in prison. Yeah. But his faith perspective is if I'm in prison, I'm telling someone about Jesus. (laughs) I mean, like legitimately, that's the difference in the mentality that he carries. So if you want to be like Paul, yeah, we, we joke, we, you don't want the life of Paul, but I want the faith and I want the the mental strength to go, if I'm locked up in jail, there must be a reason I'm here. And if it's for this guard and his whole family, then so be it. I'll stay right here. They don't leave the jail cell. No. They stay there, which probably shocks the jailer, right? Yep. I'm staying here because I want you to know about my God. That Now we're back to the hard question. How many of us do that? How many of us would do that? How many of us look at our family members and our friends and have that type of tenacity to go, whatever it takes at all costs, my mission is for you to know God. 
Now, there's a way to go about it, and there's a way to to approach it. But at the same time, to have that woe is me versus why am I here, mm. right? Woe is me that I'm going through this, or why am I in the midst of this right now? Wow. God, what do you want to do? Who can be used? Who can be reached? What You change that in your perspective. You can't sit in darkness too long, honestly, because... You know, yesterday we had some things we're decorating for Christmas, didn't go right. And I go home and one of the things that I'll be transparent with everyone listening, okay? I go home, one of a guy that I know, church planner, after 12 years, they just got a church building. Great for him. I'm like, I'm celebrating like that's that's awesome. Another friend of mine just opened up a brand new facility up north. And I'm looking at both of these and I'm going, where we spent all afternoon trying to decorate a building that's not ours. We're almost 14 years old and we are still renting. We've been renting facilities for 14 years. And then quickly, it's as if God says, your mission's not a building, your mission's people. How many people have you reached in 14 years? How many people got baptized this morning? How many people have been baptized this year? Look at the people that are listening to this pod all around the country. Listen, look at the people that are watching your services online. And I'm not saying that in a gloating way. It was as God was reminding me, as we say, we're not defined by four walls. At the end of the day, does the building matter or the mission matter, right? And it's it's a gut check because I want to have that woe is me moment that we don't have that yet. And we're still trying to take someone else's facility and kind of put our fingerprint on it, but we don't have full reign to do that, right? Which is great. We, and that's nothing against where we rent from. It's just not totally ours, at the same time, I'm going, and they got their building, and they got their building, because this is what we do, right? When we look around in our woe is me moment, and then God says, no, different perspective right now. Change your thinking. You just baptized 16 people this morning. You've baptized over 100 people this year. You have a podcast that's reaching people, and they're learning and growing in a way that has never happened in the 14 years of this church. And then I go, and I go, you're right. I don't care about the building anymore. I don't care about even what we try to do in the moment. That's the least of what's happened. Wow. What is happening is life change. And that's why we're here. That's so that's, that's amazing, man. Wow. But hey, you know what I love about that story is like, you just said all those things, right? And you're battling with that in your mind. Paul, like you said, was battling. I mean, maybe, you know, all these different questions were human, but there is one guy listening to them, yeah. right? There's one guy listening to him and, and it's like, here they are singing. Like, like I, I want, I want people to know, like you will like it, it how do I say this? Like you, it, it, you're going to have moments that you're, you're conflicted, you know, like you're human, but what is your like response? Right. And, and, and Paul's response is praise and worship because little did he know someone is listening to his response and their lives completely change. It's one individual. There's one person in your life. There's a family listening to you here today or in your life. There's a family seeing the things you're going through. They're watching your responses. How are you using our, this situation in your life and converting it for good for and being faithful to God? Because that life and that family matter 
right? Yep. My actions speak louder than my words. And no matter what, I, I can preach to this family all day long. But when they see me go through difficulty, what is my response? What is my stature? Because they're listening. They're watching. And, and, and you have this moment. What, what, a great, what a great point you just made of, you know, it says, and everyone heard them, right? So my thinking would be if I'm in a jail cell, I'm looking at the other person that's been jailed going, man, I hope you hear this today. I hope you need this because we have where we want it to go. And little does Paul know it's no one else in the jail cells. No. They, they all run out. They're not there. The only people that stayed were Paul and Silas and God's going, yeah, I, everybody heard, but only one really listened today. And for some of us, right, right? the one you weren't paying attention to. So what does that mean for our faith in declaring Jesus? Like, it's like when we preach, inevitably you get to moments, we've talked about this, where you know, I'm going to say this and then, oh my gosh, there's people in the audience that I know this deals with directly. So we'll like go to the other side of the stage (laughs) so it doesn't have like this, like, like, oh, they're staring right at me moment. (laughs) And we're like, but you're thinking and you're praying, God, I hope they hear this today. And they don't ever come to you and say a word. Then someone else does that you don't even know or aren't paying attention to. And they're like, I feel like you spoke directly to me today. No, I was trying to speak to that person right there. I know they're (laughs) facing this and going through this. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about you. And God said, no, no, no. Everybody heard that one listened, right? Everybody heard in the, in the, in the prison that day, the jailer listened and his life was forever changed. That's, that's, that's a whole sermon. Right, that is a whole that's sermon. a whole sermon. Pack it in a in, in your back pocket and pull it out sometime. That down one the road. was free. Next one we're gonna charge. There you go. <laughs> but it's just amazing. I love the story. I love what what just he really went with. But uh, you know, you 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 said this on Sunday, but they were jailed for the message. They the jail didn't stop the mission. The mission opened up a way for a miracle. Yeah, that's, that's unfiltered. Awesome. Message, mission, miracle. We can just literally use it as a template all the way through the scriptures. And as we've said, they all matter equally and don't get them out of order. God does the miracle when we listen to the message and we step forward in the mission. Yeah. And yet some of us aren't listening to the message. We're not on mission and we're expecting a miracle. We got to fix that. This is part of the never ending story of God that we're a part of. And so the story then we took it on that journey to these last segments of Paul's life. One of them we'll talk about for a moment, but I also want to talk about the very ending that we were looking at before the pod. And that was in Acts 26, where he's brought before two rulers. Um, I believe he's in Philippi, which is where we get the book of Philippians. And one of them, this is key to the story. King Agrippa is a Jewish ruler. He's one of the last Jewish kings. It's, it's important because when Paul steps forward and he starts talking about the Bible and God's story, this king, because he's Jewish, knows the story of God. He knows the story of the nation of Israel. And this is, this is part of his history. And it's not far removed from even the time of Jesus in and of itself. So when he does this, it's amazing to me because Paul's words are, I consider myself fortunate to be here. Once again, there's that perspective, right? My man is being handed over to rulers and governors that can imprison him, that could kill him and execute him. 
He says, I consider myself fortunate to be standing here with you because now I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Like this is the man who never stops, right? <laughs> this is the guys we said a few weeks ago in, in, in Ephesus and in Acts 19, when they're in the arena, tries to get in and his disciples have to pull him out. He's like, let me in that space type of a deal. And we need some of those types of, of, of people. But he goes back and I think it's key too. He retells his story and we don't need to read through all of that in Acts 26, but I think that's a reminder for all of us that that is the best place to start. You have a story and his story entailed. I was against the Christians and this guy, Jesus. So I should be standing where you are, but I met Jesus and realized it was all true. That that's one of the fascinating things. I think that really tells the story of the Bible that they're not lying, right? Um, there used to be uh, the case for Christ. They're either a liar, a lunatic, or um, uh, or he's Lord, right? So it's either been lied about, or these people are complete lunatics, or he's actually Lord. That's kind of the filter he uses throughout the, the book in a case for Christ. And so we know that um, they can't believe a lie because they're willing to die for it. You might say they're a lunatic, but now you're down to a 50-50 option. Either they're out of their mind or he's Lord. Because you don't give your life for this stuff. You don't, you don't go through the things you just read as Paul. Yeah. You don't go through all of them if you believe you've been lied to. The same way the disciples that, that have all died for this. You know, five have been uh, crucified. We find out through, through outside sources. I think it's two stone, three speared to death, one beheaded. And even outside sources say that Paul ended up being beheaded in Rome. We can't officially, you know... Uh, say that with concrete evidence, but that's kind of what is assumed and written by some outside sources. But you don't do that if you've been lied to, right? If so, it's the greatest lie of all time. And and for these men that they would all die for it. So now they're lunatics or he's Lord. And then so King Agrippa and this king and this ruler Festus, they look at Paul and they say, we think you're out of your mind. All your learning has driven you out of your mind to madness and as you said, it's the process. I'm not out of my mind. I'm talking rational and I'm ta- talking logical. And then he turns to that king and he says, you know, you believe the prophets, question mark. Yeah. You know them. You know the story. So that's why that piece is, of that matters because he puts it back on him. You know that God has been promising a Messiah and a Savior. I'm telling you, it's Jesus. I've met him. I encountered him on Damascus Road, and that's why I stand here before you to this day. And then Festus turns around and goes, well, I'm sorry, Agrippa says, in a short time, are you trying to convert me to be a Christian? And then Paul, in essence, says, whatever time I got, my desire is that you would be just as I am, except for these chains. If I have to stand here in front of you, if you give me 10 minutes to talk, you give me two hours to talk. My whole goal is that you would become just as I am. You would meet this Jesus, except for these chains. I don't want anybody to go through what I've gone through, but I've gone through it. I have gone through it so you can hear. I have endured all of it so that you might know. And for everyone listening, we don't have the gospel of Jesus without this man who has put his whole life on the line so that you might know he alone is God. Yeah, yeah, man. And that that's 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 the beauty of it. It's like, whether I got, whether I have hundreds, whether I have thousands, whether I have one, the mission doesn't change, right? The mission is not dictated by circumstances. The mission's not dictated by numerical numbers. Uh, the passion 
is is there for the mission at whatever place, whatever time, whatever circumstance that I am faced with. And that's that's the way that Paul really approached every single opportunity that he was, whether in front of kings, judges, priests, or Pharisees. Uh, he approached everything in jail cell. Uh, he approached in a household. He approached every moment with that in mind, that the mission is is the mission no matter what circumstances I'm in and, and whatever environment I'm in as well. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we get these amazing statements from Paul, you know, to live is Christ, to die is gain, right? I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race. Like a lot of these things that he said, you know, like who other than Jesus, who else do we want to hear that from? Right. <laughs> That's a man exactly. that has, that is living what he's saying. Yeah, and we we're all we all want to know a hero of the faith, right? Like yeah. we'd all love to sit with one, or we look around and go, "That person's a spiritual giant to me." And we have these terms because they're the people that you see endure and stand strong, and you go, "Man, they're if they can do that, then I can do that." Yeah, and that's how we have to look at the life of Paul. And as Acts ends, the book of Acts in those final two chapters, as we were talking about, he's shipwrecked. Right, he he ends. He's headed to Rome. He knows this is where the end's gonna be. This is the end of the journey. This is where we'll get the Book of Romans from. You know, as, as he writes. Um, but within all of that, I think what you have to pay attention to is that he never stops with the gospel. He never stops, and whether he's shipwrecked, you know, once he, they're shipwrecked and he's, he's on the, the, the seashore and they're building a fire and then he gets bitten by a snake and they think he's going to swell up, maybe get sick and die. And he doesn't, they start thinking he's a God and he immediately flips that and goes, I'm not a God, but let me tell you about my God, right? Like this is what he does. Even when he's, so that's not on the list, been bitten by a snake, right? Like, yeah. you know, that that you should die from. Um, all these things have happened in his life all for the sake of the gospel so that the world would know. He took that mission all the way to the end. And when you get, uh, when you find him in Rome at the end of chapter eight, um, I think some of the key parts to just highlight and, and remind yourself, because I think it applies to what we've been doing this whole year. This is why our church is called Genesis because the, the foundation of that is we want to go back to the beginning of God's story always and see how God intended things to be. Um, but when we look in Scripture, that's what the people did. They went back through God's story to tell the full story of God. As we have said, it's the whole story for the whole person. And the people that want to just pull chunks out or, or do their highlighter Christianity or separate the new from the old, that, that's a terrible way to approach your faith. It messes up your theology. It doesn't allow you to see the full picture of God, to understand the full story of God. And so it tells us that in verse 23 of chapter 28, um, that when he was lodging, there were great numbers around them, around him. He stays in Rome. He begins to preach. He's got a Roman guard that has to go with him everywhere. So he's kind of been given a little bit of freedom, but he's still being watched over. Um, and then it says that from morning till evening, he expounded to them from morning till evening, all day long he teaches, all day, not 30 minutes, not an hour-long podcast, all day long, and these people are listening, 
testifying to the kingdom of God. There's that term we've used. That's what this is about, the kingdom of God and being kingdom priests within that kingdom of God. Trying to convince them about Jesus. Now, how's he trying to do it, I think, is the important part. Both from the law of Moses and the prophets. Where does he go? Back to the beginning of the never-ending story of God. Let me, through Moses and, and the Torah and through the prophets, show you who Jesus is. And this is what we've been doing with this pod, and this is what we've been doing with our church for a full year. Let us start at the beginning of the story of God and take you all the way through so you get the whole picture of who he really is. Man. And this is what Paul does. Yeah. This is why we're doing it this way. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good, man. The promise of God in Genesis 3 will soon come, right? As we're getting ready to close out, you know, these next few weeks, uh, we're really going to, it's going to really come together. But um, Paul's life, man, it's just just an amazing life of, of really uh, dedication, passion, mission focused, right? And then, you know, you sprinkle in your miracles from time to time. You know, there's moments where, Things happened, and, and and once again, like Paul didn't win them all, nope. you know. And so, but it's it's being obedient in every circumstance to 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 say, I am being a light. I am going to be what Jesus called us to be, the salt of this earth, light of this world. I'm going to reflect the kingdom of God in everything that I do. It, it tells us. It says yeah. once he did this, some were convinced at what he said; others disbelieved. Yeah. So he convinced some of them. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law of Moses and the prophets. Yeah. Some disbelieved. Um, it says disagreeing and departed from Paul, right? And then he makes this statement. This is, this is the final statement recorded of Paul in the book of Acts. He doesn't say, God loves you. Everything will be perfect and fine. Instead, he quotes from the prophet Isaiah. And listen to what he quotes to them in verse 26. God had told Isaiah, so he repeats this passage, go to this people and say, you will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's hearts have grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have been closed, lest they should see with their eyes and with their ears hear and understand with their heart. In turn, I would heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that this is salvation of God. The salvation of God has been sent to Gentiles, and they'll listen. So he looks and says, some of you will hear, but you won't listen. Some of you will see, but you really won't perceive. Some of your hearts are dull, and some of you are stubborn, and some of you are hard towards God, and some of you are stiff-arming him, and some of you, you will turn your hearts back to him and repent. And when you do, you will find the salvation that God offers. This is like his final statement. Not all of you will want to take this. And like, that's hard, right? We yeah. want everyone to take it. We do. We want everyone to know it. And the reality is there isn't an Instagram photo with everyone understanding this, right? Smiling, we all got this. The real photo is few walking one way, few walking the other. Yeah. Because some received it and some rejected it. And that doesn't mean we don't stop. That just means we keep going for those that want to hear and want to listen to the very end till we take our last breath. And we can't get discouraged by what isn't happening. We have to keep enduring by what is happening all the way to the end. Man, 
we hope you guys got your weekly dose today because we packed a good punch. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get yourselves ready because this next month is going to be great. We're going to go into the book of Revelation. Um, you got some work to do, my friend. <laughs> uh, Pastor Tim's got some 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 unloading to do, man. And this this book, but uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna learn a lot. You know, um, we're all gonna learn a lot. But it's it's gonna be a great final piece to this never ending story that continues. To be honest, it's it's never ending. That's why it's it's called the never ending story. But we are excited, man. We hope that you guys have been blessed. With this pod, episode 48 in the books, Paul's imprisonment, uh, and we're, we're looking forward. And you can find us in Acts 26 to 28. We referenced a few other uh, earlier chapters as well to bring along and correlate with this uh, teaching here today, this talk. But, uh, man, thank you for joining us. If you are... Um, if you're listening to us, you haven't followed yet, again, check us out, iTunes uh, and um, Spotify, at Post Sunday Podcast. Follow us on socials, X, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. You can watch us as well on video, Post Sunday Podcast. Send your questions out. Uh, email us, postsundaypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get your questions out throughout this entire uh, pot, uh, series, year-long series. And, and, man, we extend an invitation to you guys. We got a lot going on at Genesis Church Orlando. Check us out at genesischurchorlando.com. We got a full arsenal of many different things happening in the month of December at our, our services. Check us out. We're in East Orlando. We got services at 815, 930, and 11. You're welcome to check us out also online uh, and Facebook and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando. Be a part of, of, of our family. We love to, to have you and, uh, and join us with that. And last but not least, please uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review on Spotify and iTunes. That will help just bring more exposure to the podcast and help people just really discover what we've been doing these last 48 weeks in Scripture. So we love you guys. We hope you have a blessed week, and we can't wait to be back with you guys next week. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to the Post Sunday Podcast. Presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando and at Post Sunday Podcast. Till next time, grace and peace to all of you. <laughs>